Hi, I'm Will Sullivan. And I'm Antonina Agruza, and this is the Let's Cover That podcast. Today we have Michael Demetrio, the CEO of Panomed. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. And tell us a little bit about yourself, how you found your way into healthcare, and what brought you to Panomed. I, I started uh, Panomed as a company called Opair. Uh, my wife was suffering from postpartum, and my father-in-law had uh, unexpectedly passed away just 30 days after that. So it left us struggling, uh, looking for childcare, actually, in a moment's notice. And there was no real solution that had a fully vetted option for childcare for a mother in need, let's say, or a, or a family in need in that moment, especially if they had they were suffering from postpartum. Uh, so I started building Opair as a childcare network, and from there we we had launched a beta solution, and we started to see. Uh, the value proposition a little bit and and prove out some some theories that we liked and we didn't like. Uh, so I, I predominantly did not like the way the onboarding process felt and the way the child care network felt to me, um, even as I was building the company. And one of the verticals I always had inspiration for and always wanted to look towards was the medical aspect of what OPERMD would be. And that would be those in-home visits and pediatric house call visits. And um, we had launched OPAIR in 2019 um, in that MD version after we did a uh, pivot and really started focusing on pediatric house calls specifically. And it was very interesting that right away once we launched our solution, our first two clients were part of our thought process where it would actually dominate or be a dominate dominant market factor for us was uh, the traveler, let's say, into the city um, who comes in and stays at a hotel and doesn't know that that healthcare network or that urgent care network. And they don't want to weather the elements with their sick child, let's say, or jump into a subway in Manhattan. Uh, That could be scary and creepy for people um, with a sick child. So it was interesting to see that part of the value proposition surface pretty quickly for us as far as the traveler. Um, and, un- and unfortunately, like the, like the rest of society, we got struck with COVID in the unknown, right? Uh, because it seemed like we were getting a lot of flu negative cases in that late part of 2019, which we can now look back on and say educatedly, it was probably COVID numbers and it was, it was a conflated sick season of sorts. Um, but then COVID became in the known and we immediately pivoted again in our company and, and we added a vertical, two verticals in our company. One, we added a ride share component with a group called New Ride, a transportation group that is a medical transport company that handles the Assessor Ride program for New York City seniors, uh, where they actually take the seniors to the doctor's office. So we spoke to them uh, about building them into our solution and what is eventually becoming what Panomed is and being that component but inverting it, uh, picking up the doctor, let's say, or the nurse practitioner now, and bringing them to the patient and doing the test there and really mitigating and cutting down that spread of community uh, spread virus as well as uh, the effects of weathering elements in virus for our providers and things like that, and really allowing the office clutter to drop down by bringing the healthcare back into the home and allow for those who are sick who need it more than, let's say, those who are going in for a strep test, let's say, that can do that at home or be clinically diagnosed for flu and, and bogging down the office and, and making that clutter and causing a lot of the burnout to doctors that we're seeing today. Um, and, and from there, it, it, it quickly evolved into a national platform with telemedicine, and we started proving out our small, um, through a small, small sampling in beta, our value proposition of what 
we always aspired au pair to be, which is a complete virtual office that a doctor or a licensed medical provider can lease from us, uh, no differently than they le lease a brick and mortar facility uh, for their practice. But instead of giving them an amenity, uh, so to speak, of a parking spot or something towards their lease in that way, we build our amenities differently. Uh, we build them a virtual office in complete form. So we give them a complete EMR system. Uh, so we partnered with a company called Health Gorilla. They aggregate all the data across uh, about 90% of uh, the EMR systems and the medical record systems, I believe, uh, Care Quality and Commonwealth. Uh, it, it, it goes down to about 90%, if not a little bit more, of all the data. So in essence, every one of our providers that leases the platform from PanoMed now automatically gets an EMR system that they don't now have to go and look for on their own, lease on their own, get on their own and have somebody to hire, let's say, to do that service and that part for them. Uh, that comes automatically with their lease as part of PanoMed. So slowly but surely by the end of June, what we have transitioned au pair, which was a fee-for-service platform, um, is going to become PanoMed in complete 360 vision, which is a fully functioning virtual office that includes back-end support uh, through APIs that we have partnerships with companies like Change Healthcare and Ribbon Health and companies like a health gorilla for the EMR data. Um, we have e-prescribe solution that we're launching this week as well. So doctors will have that and prescribers and, and medical providers who are part of the network will have that. Uh, the ability to automatically prescribe uh, electronically right there from the telemedicine component, but also the patients will be getting the cheapest discount available as well because we're going to apply a discount code uh, automatically to the script fill as well. Um, so those functionalities will occur. Um, we'll be taking insurance at the end of uh, June. That will be part of that PanoMed solution that completes the 360 loop to make it a fully functioning medical practice and office that now a medical student can come out and just lease the virtual space and not worry about brick and mortar. They could really just run their practice from their home, uh, do everything they need to do. All the billing is handled that way. All the EMR data is in there already. Um, and if a follow-up visit is needed with the patient, um, they could immediately just trigger the in-home visit right there from that component. And if they are, let's say, in the New York City market, a rideshare can even pick them up, medical transport, to bring them to the patient's home wait for them there, and then take them back. I view that not only as a convenience uh, for our medical providers, but also as an, an additional level of safety, because even though they've triaged the appointment, they've spoken, let's say, with the patient through the telemedicine component, and they have some level of comfort, I love knowing that we have somebody else outside idling in the car waiting for them for 15, 20 minutes to run, let's say, a flu test or a strep test, um, and then come out and then take them directly back to where they started, whether it was their office or their home, um, wherever they started. Um, and I, I love that, not only from a convenience standpoint, but also from a safety standpoint for our providers, because the most important thing to me is the healthcare provider. I fundamentally believe that our healthcare system is not PanoMed, um, and it's not companies like mine or yours, I apologize, it's, uh, CMF Group and, 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 and every hospital that I offend. I don't believe that we are the healthcare system. I believe we are means and methods and, 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 and products and, and systems that allow for the healthcare system to work. So my priority is the healthcare system and I believe that the healthcare system is the individual doctor, let's say, and the nurse practitioner and 
all their colleagues as, as a collective make up the healthcare system. So I believe that by prioritizing them and looking to eliminate that assembly line medicine feel and that burnout that is being experienced because patients even feel like little widgets as they fall, as they get into the funnel of the doctor's office and doctors don't like that as, as we get into it. Um, the healthcare system in my, in my belief is, is the individual provider and we have to prioritize them. And when we do that, when we give them the best of the best, we give them the best tools, we give them the best experiences, we protect their quality of life. I fundamentally believe that the patient and the community itself will, will have much better care. And we'll have the ability to even mitigate a lot of these communically spread viruses from spreading throughout the community if we prioritize um, not to be repetitive in, in, the, in the word community, but if we prioritize the, 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 the macro of the community and say we're going to treat people at home now with, with these major viruses like flu, which are the ones that dominate us, or COVID now, and what is the next one, right? Uh, there's always going to be a mutation. Um, by doing it at home, we can, we can learn now a, a better quarantining system uh, to keep society going. And that's what we're looking to prioritize as PanoMed becomes that new vision and that new platform. It's, it's interesting that, you know, the way you describe it, Michael, is you're, you know, we've had such a long-term discussion, even if you go to fee-for-service and you're kind of focusing versus, you know, the value-based care system and kind of that transition that's been going through. And that's all patient-focused. And it's interesting because you're kind of flipping, I wouldn't say you're flipping the paradigm as much as you're, you're going into an evolution of understanding it's the patient-centered care that you want, but the dynamic of the humanity of it also centers around the provider. And there's been kind of like a lack of putting one in front of the other and in effect hurting both. You know. I, I couldn't agree more. I've, I think in the last couple of years, we've seen how they've been um, treated um, and mistreated, um, perhaps is even a good word for it. Um, I took a position as a company that, um, one, their own, it's their own practice. So we were never going to mandate vaccines uh, for any of our healthcare providers um, in any way, shape or form. And I was going to be strong in that um, and assertive in that fight against that. Uh, one, I believe in their medical freedom. I, I wholeheartedly believe in that uh, choice. Um, and they have that right to choice over their body. And I, I don't recall anybody asking them if they were vaccinated at COVID Genesis when, when we needed them uh, to save our lives and to save everybody's life and to be at the front lines for humanity and, and, and for us all. So I, I believe in them. I believe in their intelligence. I believe in their freedom of choice. Um, so we take a, a strong position to advocate on their behalf, or I take a strong position to advocate on their behalf in that way. Uh, whenever I can by saying, please join us. Um, and also by being vocal about it, that I don't think it's fair and I, and I think it's unjust. Um, I noticed it predominantly for me uh, when I took a, I hate to use the word and even, or the words rather, um, greater value uh, towards our, our medical providers. But what fundament, what changed my thinking, perhaps I should say, from about what the healthcare system is and, and, and how that relates to specifically to the provider themselves being the healthcare system and the collective of the day um, was when my daughter 
was born. She was born with craniosynostosis or uh, chronostosis. And she had it on, the, on her left side over here. And it, and it, it was pretty significant uh, craniosynostosis from what I understand from the specialist, the neurosurgeon and the plastic surgeon that, uh, that did great work for my, do my daughter at Cohen's Children's Hospital. Um, and we looked at that procedure, obviously, and we were devastated as parents because nobody wants to even think about if nobody knows what craniosynostosis is. I mean, they literally cut your child's head from ear to ear, flap the skull open and remove the skull. They have to remold it and reset it down on top of uh, everything and then resew the child up again and everything has to be okay. Um, and I mean, that's fascinating to me that they can do this, right? This technology and these abilities that doctors have. I mean, my goodness, what they can do. It's, it's just remarkable. Um, but this is an expensive procedure. And when I spoke to my insurance company, um, they told me it was cosmetic uh, or viewed as cosmetic more than anything. And it's, it's completely not cosmetic. I mean, a baby's brain cannot grow properly. There would just be irregularities. Uh, who knows what kind of development and, and, and issues can come about and things like that. So take, taking that type of position to me was just wrong. But when I, when I spoke to our doctors about that and I said to them, well, exactly that. Uh, to paraphrase it, they said not to worry. Um, we do this for the children, and uh, we'll accept what they give us. Uh, don't you just worry about your copay, and meeting your deductible, and we're going to take care of your baby. Uh, right then and there, I knew uh, who the healthcare system is. It's them, right? Um, it's not me. It's not the company I was building at the time, um, and it was really, truly in its genesis moments then I was building au pair at that moment. Um, it wasn't the hospital that I was in. It was that individual who had the heart to say that. That's the healthcare system, and that's who we have to take care of. Um, so that's what really triggered the light bulb for au pair for me at that moment, and now what's become Panomed. Uh, but most importantly, I've always thought, um, since I've started taking this position that they are the healthcare system uh, even more so, but I've, I have felt this for a long time, that a doctor, let's say, as the example, uh, an advanced practice nurse, as an example, um, they weren't told by Michael Dimitrio, uh, founder of C and CEO of Panomed, to go to medical school because to, to heal people. Uh, they weren't told by the hospital system to go to school to heal people. Um, they decided to take on some of the most challenging aspects of schooling and the most rigorous schooling with, with sleep deprivation and all and debt and all um, because their heart was about healing people. Um, so that's when I took this, this I guess, philosophical uh, stance or, or theoretical stance that they are, in fact, the healthcare system, and we must prioritize them. And that doesn't mean that we don't prioritize the patient. Uh, we prioritize the patient equally, um, but at the very least, the person we'll prioritize the most will be the provider. Um, we will never prioritize them less than the patient ever again. Uh, as it relates to Panomed's philosophy and what we try to build, we'll always deal with it at as an equal to the patient or a greater priority because I truly believe that when we prioritize them more, when we give them better abilities, when we give them better quality of life, 
when we think about them in this way, their heart will automatically give better care to the patient. They did it on their own. They didn't need me or anyone for that matter to ask them to or tell them to. They just did it. So we can show them that we care about them as well and they are a priority and I think that they will deliver the best care that way uh, to our patients. And I think that's the best gift we can give to patients is prioritizing our healthcare system and not depleting it with that assembly line medicine feel that we continue to hear or the fact that patients feel like widgets because we've done it, right? We sit in a waiting room for about a half hour, 45 minutes, and then we go into the second waiting room for about 15, 20 minutes, perhaps, right? If you're lucky, 10. And then, <laughs> and then from there, the doctor or the nurse practitioner comes in and they're great people. They look at you and they say, hey, you got flu, get on out of here, see you later, you know? And, and that was all of about 45 seconds. And it's great that they can do it in 45 seconds, but it was an hour and a half experience. And you're a widget now that just got pushed through. Um, and doctors don't want that. Nurse practitioners don't want that. They wanna spend time with their patients and they wanna be able to look at a medical record, but then also look at their patient, memorize what they see, memorize the map of the body. We're in a position now where the body truly can speak to us and we can actually listen now and read the data and, and do these things and they're interested in it and we can do this for them. Um, and that's what PanoMed is about. It's, it's continuing to build that virtual practice and we have some tricks up our sleeve that are going to keep that home neighborhood feel of that practice and that collaborative feel for those doctors and those nurse practitioners that, that they need from a brick and mortar practice. So we have some tricks up our sleeve that we're gonna continue to iterate and put into development for them so they don't lose that. Um, but it's a matter of them, it's a matter of them truly being the priority because I believe that even with our teachers, uh, not to get off subject, when we prioritize these people that, that, that put their hearts forward uh, for our communities um, with altruism, I think that they will automatically provide us better. Uh, when we don't do, give and we don't do, um, and we put them in positions that can harm them and stagnate them, well, that then trickles down to affect us. So let's, let's lift them, and that's what PanelMed is truly about. It's truly lifting them and getting rid of that burnout, hopefully, so that they can give much better care, well, to the you know, three of us that are speaking right now yeah. uh, on the call and anybody else who's gonna listen. Um, it, it's a matter of getting you better care always, and that's why they're a priority. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You know, that kind of reminds me of when you're on an airplane and they tell you, you know, parents, you know, you put your, God forbid, of an emergency, you put your air mask on first and then your children. You know, it's so important that, you know, our healthcare providers are able to have the, you know, mental stability and wellness and feel good every day in their job. So I really appreciate all the work that you and your team are doing. Um, and to that point, um, are there any major milestones that you're all working toward right now um, that you would want to share with our listeners? Yes, always. Um, and thank you for asking. I apologize. I had to move up in my chair a little bit. So if I scared anybody when I moved in, <laughs> I apologize. Um, that often happens to me on Zoom calls sometimes. I'm like, well, easy. Um, so, but, um, yes, we, we always have great milestones, like I said, and tricks up our sleeve and things that we want to accomplish over the course of time. Uh, one thing, um, we have an incredible, uh, milestone that I can't tell you about, but I can leave you on a cliffhanger with, with our partner, Health Gorilla, 
that's going to be by way of medical record data that doesn't exist now, and it, it will be found at, at, at PanoMed only um, with our partner, Health Gorilla, with what they're doing. I mean, they're just incredible with what they're doing for healthcare and, and for us even, I, I, I got to say. Uh, our greatest milestone, well, this week we are launching our e-prescribing um, right now, so providers will be able to e-prescribe, and it'll be sent directly to the RAFCU Pharmacy. Um, and the RAFQ pharmacy will automatically receive a discount code, so they'll apply the, automa the automated discount from National Drug Card Company, and then from there, uh, the patient will get delivery of their prescription. Of course, in every moment, the patient always has the autonomous choice to say, no, please send it or call my local CVS, please. Um, but this is just very streamlined and easier for the provider and for the patient, so we hope that they will continue to just take, the, take advantage of those things, but we always give them the autonomy of choice, which is why only at PanoMed can a provider be found by name, right? Uh, I love the fact that everybody has an EMR system just like we do, but if, Antonina, you're my doctor and you see me on Monday um, and you say to me, Michael, you have COVID, and, uh, and I can clinically diagnose you with that because we have intelligence now right and we know what we're doing now and we can speak intelligently about things just like we do flu thankfully um, and I could tell you you have COVID um, I, I'd happily give you a, a test that's less effective than my eye but I could tell you have COVID um, what's dynamic about Panamed is I as a patient even if that's the first time I've ever spoken to you I can follow up with you specifically now on Friday by name. I can't do that at another platform. I can't do that at a competitor platform, or I can't do that at a, at a platform with an insurance company. Um, that's more important in telemedicine than even the charts and, and, and the amount of medical record data that we give you. Uh, because it's great that you can look back and see my surgical history, but what's incredible is that now I can call into you on Friday and you can say to me, well, Michael, um, well, you could say to me one of three things, let's say. You could say to me, Michael, you're looking great. The treatment I gave you is looking dynamic and, and, and things are progressing well. Please stay on it and stay rested, right? Only you can tell me what I look like on Monday and not even have to look at a chart and tell me my progress. That's much more powerful than anything, especially as people don't understand information today. Being able to connect that way is incredible. That's incredible for a provider, too, to, to mitigate their possibilities of misdiagnosis as well. Um, but you can also then tell me, Michael, you look terrible, um, perhaps for two reasons. One, um, COVID or flu or whatever it is is getting worse, and you need a haircut, so please take care of that when you're feeling better as well. But in the meantime, rush to the hospital uh, because you're, just, you're tracking for the worse here. Uh, perhaps. So that's very powerful that we deliver. So we're, we're very excited uh, to go off on a tangent about that. But the e the electronic prescribing is coming in, um, and that's a dynamic, but the autonomy triggered that thought to me because the patients have the autonomous choice there. That's very powerful for follow-ups. Only You can only follow up here and then do an in-home visit even follow-up only with PanoMed. Right, so that's extremely powerful. If you have even a, a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old, that's like an NSA agent, like my kids who don't tell you anything. You know, they're they're natural-born CIA agents. How do you feel? Done. Lit sealed. Right. It's like they won't tell you anything. So that's extremely powerful. One of the but the the greatest milestone that we have coming uh, would be hopefully before the end of June, but I'll say the end of June. Um, and that's just a little back and forth of coding and things like that that go on, as everybody is well aware of. But it's the completion of the platform that is PanoMed. Um, and that's the complete virtual office. That's It's closing the 360 loop, as I call it, right? 
Um, we're going to have the e-prescribe in there. We'll have um, everything we discussed before that. The rideshare component will be available as a convenience factor and as, and as a safety factor. That'll be available. Um, Health Gorilla, I mean, they're available now. And that, that'll be a part of it and more. And then some will be coming by way of Health Gorilla with uh, national lab ordering and things like that that will be in there to any lab in the country uh, that you'll be able to order right from there. Um, but uh, we've partnered with Ribbon Health and Change Healthcare. Uh, we met Change Healthcare through a friend um, that we, I was having discussions with. He became a friend, I should say, rather, in that way, um, at CareCloud. They turned us on to Change Healthcare because they have strong API and that's who feeds their APIs. And we, create, we are creating with Change Healthcare a first to market uh, solution uh, in a sense for the complete virtual office where all billing will be handled automatically as well for the office. And all upfront credentialing and eligibility checks will be handled upfront as well for the office. So what that would mean now is we're not just a fee-for-service now, although we're going to keep the fee-for-service for the uninsured population and for a certain part of the medical uh, practice practitioners that cannot take insurance and want the, the, the side uh, job of working for a company like us because we don't restrict them from having multiple jobs. Um, we don't give them the non-competes and things like that. I don't believe in those restrictions. Um, so they can work at Panomed and do that. Um, and provide that service in addition to their urgent care they work at for their patients to be able to find them someplace else. Um, but at the end of June, we'll be taking insurance now as part of the platform. So every uh, patient will obviously will be inputting their insurance, and we will then be able to match them directly upfront with Ribbon Health uh, technology that they will only match with a provider that takes their insurance, that is eligible for their services. And so it's um, not matching you with just anybody and uh, there's, there's less uh, false, uh, false match there. And then that, that provider will only be dealing with patients that they're eligible to deal with, whether it be through a licensing factor because they're only allowed to deal with, you know, I love my, my, my family nurse practitioners when they tell me they have from zero to 120 years old, I'm like, how was the last patient at 119 years old you treated? You know, I love those. I love those metrics. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's awesome. But um, so they'll be able to uh, deal with whomever they can deal with for for as a practice themselves. And we're going to stay out of the way of what that fee is because they have their credentialed rates with uh, with the insurance companies negotiated already. So that's how it's going to work. Uh, from there, we're going to take it as I call it, even though it's not, but I call it and refer to it as a black box of data. It's just data, but um, I, I like to call it a black box of data that we then deliver uh, to our partner, Change Healthcare, um, and they take it from there with the insurance company to make sure that they get everything taken care of and complete the uh, remittance cycle, send back the payment, let's say, to the provider that they're eligible for. Uh, the explanation of benefits then goes out to the patients automatically from there. Um, as, as natural course. And uh, then the provider's only, well, manual task at that point would be, you know, at the end of their cycle to just cavalierly speaking say, I got paid. You know, they don't really need the billing department anymore. So it's a, it's a significant cost savings to them as well. Uh, they don't have that hiring anymore, those, those workers' comp insurance to pay for anymore, those facility policies to pay for anymore. They do have to be self-insured, uh, but they take on less liability, obviously, because they're worrying about themselves now. 
Um, another milestone that's coming down uh, by way of there, and you can certainly ask questions there and more questions about that. And I could say I could share with you guys a Pano Med video that that you can share with your um, network, um, and they can take a look and and things like that. Um, but another milestone that we're excited to be coming to uh, us in Q3, let's say, or Q4, is our enterprise solution. And um, that one is less proprietary than what I refer to as my follow-up calendar. Uh, so I won't give you the goods on the follow-up calendar, but I can tell you um, the goods on, on, on our enterprise solution. What, we, what I've always aspired to do is keep this as a neighborhood feel as much as possible. And that's why we allow people to be found by name because I want you to hit your social network up as a provider and say, hey, Aunt Meg, I'm here now, you know, and you could speak to me instead of just anyone as well and send my nephews, nieces, whoever it is, whatever the case may be, friends and family uh, to me. They're gonna feel more comfortable with that so they could find you by name and I love that. Um, but I've always wanted this neighborhood feel uh, for Panomed, well then au pair of now Panomed and what we want to do is we want to sign up the neighborhood practice and allow that neighborhood practice to list all their providers underneath. So now as a patient, let's say if I'm the patient, Michael Demetrio, I can now go in and select, oh, look, my practice is available and part of the PanoMed network. And yes, this nurse practitioner, this PA and this uh, doctor are available today as part of that practice to be able to speak to me and my child. Um, so now not only would they have the most robust record data uh, in the industry as part of because of Health Gorilla, but now we're giving them better connection points to their actual practice as well and the ability to connect with those providers and send those providers out as well, not just anybody. So we're always continuously looking at this from a neighborhood feel for the patient, but also from the provider standpoint, what's going to give you the best way to treat people and it's allowing your patients to connect with you and for you to keep your patients uh, not to become patients of Panomed, but to be your patients continuously and to continuously find you is our goal. So we're just a dynamic extension of the existing practitioner rather than a replacement of. Yeah, it's incredible. For To, to kind of close up, Michael, you know, one of the things, you, you know, especially being in New York, seeing the full practice authority coming through for nurse practitioners, you know, the ability of you know, jumping on the panel med and scale out a business for somebody who has the opportunity to do it. You know, I know we talked about before we hopped on about, you know, advice you give your son on baseball, but life, I think, you know, when you're talking to those providers who are thinking of hopping on the panel med and the ability to excel and be successful as that provider um, in their own life, you know, just close us up with those three those three hits on on what you believe because I, I think everybody needs to hear it when they jump on to a system like this and become that entrepreneur going out there. Well, yeah, entrepreneurship is is a dark and lonely place. Um, anybody that has built a company or starts a company, uh, big or small, uh, we're all in the same boat together. So the one thing I always tell our providers, my virtual door is is always open because they're not PanoMed uh, providers. They're, they they live within our network. Uh, so we're essentially partners in, in that business. Um, so we have a connection there. So my virtual door is always open to them. Um, uh, any questions they have, it's never too small. Um, I, 
I'm very good at business development. As you can see, I, I don't fall short on, on the ability to speak about my company or myself. And, and, and somebody uh, once said that to me and they said, do you get nervous uh, when you have to speak in front of a room? And I say, well, no. And I said, why not? I said, well, if I can't speak about myself for a good five minutes or 10 minutes and, and I can't speak about my passion for a good five, 10 minutes, then I'm doing something wrong. Right. So and, and, and I think that's a proper segue into what you're what you alluded to and what I teach my son um, and my daughter, of course, um, because I learned um, I survived childhood homelessness and um, I to, to even find running water uh, was a problem. We didn't have it. So I would go fill up buckets and pots and pans and that's how we would go to school. Right. So you, you can always face these hardships and there, there's always troubles. And so what I try to teach uh, my son and my daughter and what I learned when my wife had suffered postpartum, like I said, is the most important years are when they're three. Because I went to therapy so I could learn. I immediately jumped into Tony Robbins, right? I was like, you can do anything, right? I was like, you can do anything. And and because of what I survived and everything, and I'm like, you're, you're capable of the world. Let's go. You can do it. And here's my poor wife. Uh, who who just lost her father and is suffering from postpartum and has this energetic animal jumping in her face every four seconds that she probably just wants to punch, right? And and it was causing just a little bit of a distance. So I had to drop my own ego there and go to therapy and, and learn how to be a better, well, more of a value to my wife and a better help to my wife for what she was going through, not what I went through. I had to identify that difference and that fundamental difference. Um, and I learned that when they're three years old, it's the most important years. So this is what I teach my daughter and my son, but I think it translates to life uh, with our providers as well. And I say that the first and foremost, uh, in anything you do, you have to have fun. You'll never be great at anything if you don't have fun, right? Um, and as it relates to baseball, uh, it always says it's because it's a game, just like shoots and ladders. It's a game. You got to play the game the way you play the game. You got to play it with a smile on your face. You got to have fun. You got you to gotta love it. You got to just love it. You got to be having fun. Um, and that doesn't just go with baseball. That goes with life, I feel, in, in anything you do. Um, in the medical provider space now, speaking to our providers, uh, you can't be experiencing this burnout. You can't be experiencing this assembly line medicine feel uh, because you're not going to provide that great care. So in order for you to be the great provider we know you can be, you have to be having fun. And it's weird to say you have to be having fun because you're like, well, I'm treating a patient here. It's like, no, no, but you have to have fun doing it. You have to love doing it. You have to have that love. Um, and we can't take that away from you. So first and foremost, have that love, have that passion, have that fun uh, in everything you do. So bring that with you to Pano Med um, because we want you to be successful. And that's what's going to make you great and successful. Um, two, you got to believe in yourself in everything that you do. Um, if you don't believe in yourself first, how can Bill Sullivan believe in you? Um, how can Michael Demetrio believe in you? How can Antonina believe in you? How can anyone believe in you if you don't believe in yourself first? So you have to be your biggest cheerleader and you have to believe in yourself the most. It's not arrogant and conceited to believe in yourself so highly. Believe in yourself and love yourself the most. So come into the platform with that belief that you are a great provider and you can do it. Um, believe in yourself completely. And then just go for it. Don't hold back. Um, don't be afraid, uh, jump into it. You've been doing it for so long um, for someone else. And so many people um, speaking about a nurse practitioner because you mentioned it with New York and everything. Um, so many people go to their doctors 
because they love their nurse practitioner. Uh, so many people go to their doctor's office, no disrespect doctors, um, but they prefer to speak to their nurse practitioners. So carry that belief in yourself that you're capable and, and, and you're wanted and you're desired as a true medical provider and truly go for it with everything you have. Don't leave anything behind. Leave no regret behind. Uh, put all your time into building your name for yourself, your practice for yourself. It's when you give 100% of that, when you have that passion, when you have that fun, when you have that belief in yourself, and when you truly go for it with 100%, um, 99% sure that you're going to be successful. You're not going to be smooth. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna come. It's not gonna come without stress or anxiety like anything else in life. There is nothing in life that's like that. But I fundamentally believe that if you truly attack everything in life with that, have fun mentality, truly love it, passionate mentality, have true belief in yourself that you're capable of accomplishing what you're what you're seeking out for, and don't go at it halfway go at it full force and go for it completely. I think they're gonna be extremely successful in Panomed. I think our patients will be extremely happy across the country over the course of time because all the providers in Panomed um, will be a network of individual providers. Um, there's no control there. It's them, their own offices. So in essence, every patient is just dealing with the same office. We're just giving it to them better. We're making it so that they only have to treat their patients. Um, so all they really have to come in with is that, that same passion, that same love, that same belief in what they're doing and in themselves and to just go for it. And, and with it, within Panamed, they'll be truly successful. I think that that's a great wrap up, Michael. I mean, I, I kind of, some people like to say, go forth and do good. And that's, and that's basically what you're, you're calling them to come in and do. And it's incredible what Panama is, is now and evolving through au pair. And just want to thank you for the amazing work that you're doing from telehealth to, you know, doing the house calls, creating this neighborhood feel. And thank you so much for all of it. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Let's Cover That. Well, thank you very much. I mean, this was great, and I and I always love speaking about our company, and and always get love getting the message out there. So I thank you guys. If you can see, my dog just jumped on my lap <laughs> over here. She always likes to jump in on board meetings, um, so I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that. She's a proxy she's my, vote. <laughs> she's my chief operating officer. She tells me what to do. So, the, uh, <laughs> but thank you so much. Love getting our message out there. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Michael.